Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... destination for all things across the wild wild wonderful world of professional wrestling i am your host mike and we're going to start off this episode uh, a little bit different than the last few just because we did lose uh, a wrestling sports entertainer icon with the passing this week of superstar billy graham i just want to say um, you know, really without him paving the way all of those decades ago, you know, I don't think we would see um, WWE wrestlers be referred to as superstars. So he definitely paved the road for, you know, what we now have um, within WWE and sports entertainment. So just, you know, definitely thoughts and prayers go out to uh, superstar Billy Graham's family. He's an Arizona native, uh, born in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So um, really, really awesome stuff. Some notable uh, career highlights. Uh, 2004 Hall of Fame induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. And as well, he beat uh, Bruno San Martino for his first WWF championship. So once again, um, shout out to um, him and his career and everything that he's done for uh, all of the wrestlers that we know and uh, love today. Um, so without further ado, let's get into uh, some wrestling and let's get into the wrestling from this past week, starting off with Monday Night Raw. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw was a good one this Monday night. You know, continuing the momentum from last Monday and the post-backlash uh, edition of raw with the announcement of the world heavyweight championship tournament you know we now know that it is going to be seth freaking rollins versus the phenomenal one aj styles at night of champions to crown a new first ever world heavyweight champion so we start off this show with your undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and we get a awesome impassioned promo from Sami Zayn you know screaming spit flying out of his mouth you know eyes going crazy um, you know coming after Roman talking about how they you know, we're, we're, we're looking forward and, and reaping, you know, seeing the bloodline crumble. Um, but Roman's doing it all his own. And, you know, we're going to see that, you know, turn into almost a foreshadowing for what we'll see and what I'll talk about later on in this episode with SmackDown. And, you know, the bloodline and the cracks really starting to form 
um, with their dissension, uh, so to speak here. You know, so we, we get this promo from the tag champs. Um, unfortunately, they are interrupted by a, another new tag team. Now, shouldn't say new, but now formally going to be on the red brand in the form of the Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Mommy Rhea Ripley, and of course, you love to hate him, Dom Mysterio. So they come out and, you know, basically KO doesn't want to hear any of it. And he's like, you know what? Let's fight. I want to fight. You guys want to fight. Let's have a fight. And Sammy says uh, to Kevin, you know, hear them out. Let's, let's see what they have to say. And Damian Priest basically confirms what KO already knew was that they're looking for a fight. And KO is ready to get right into it. Um, Finn teases them losing their titles and, you know, having to lose to Roman at Night of Champions. You know, we see a lot of, um, you know, this potential for them to lose these titles that they just won, you know, less than, um, you know, probably less than 60 days ago. We're looking, I believe, about 49 or 50 so days away, you know, coming from WrestleMania. But this segment is just what we really needed for these tag champs, for the tag champs, was them to be mingling with these tag teams on the respective show. Uh, KO and Sammy are in a unique scenario where they can hold and, and travel to both shows, Raw and SmackDown, since they hold Raw and SmackDown tag titles, uh, respectively. So to see them finally intermingling with other teams other than the Bloodline is something that I have been begging for for weeks. Um, so we are going to see the Judgment Day and KO later on in the main event uh, in what, what I would describe as a great, great Raw free match. Um, highly recommend going and checking it out if you didn't catch it already. Um, but with that uh, KO and, and Sammy Judgment Day segment, it kind of leads us into what we'll see on SmackDown and, like I said, you know, this foreshadowing. We're going to see, after this, a match that had been teased and set up uh, last week, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz. And this was a good match for Shinsuke. He gets the win. Um, the Miz is doing... I don't know what, what you want to call it, but The Miz is doing God's work, I guess, because um, The Miz is just consistent. You know, when you need a guy to be there, you got The Miz. You need him to be there for the MLB All-Star game, he's there. He's hitting home runs in the Celebrity Softball game. You need him for the NBA All-Star game, he's in there. He's hitting half-court buzzer beaters that don't get counted because he just didn't get the shot off in time. You know, you need him for red carpet premieres, he's there. You need him for reality television, he's there. Got a successful show. So The Miz does not get the flowers that he deserves, and I hope he does get a nice run with the World Heavyweight Championship down the line once we see you know, some uh, competitors in the field established. With that being said, this win is doing everything for Shinsuke Nakamura since his kind of re-debut, um, coming back and from injury, you know, he had a, a great match uh, at the turn of the new year with the great Muda in a retirement match. You know, that's a match I highly recommend checking out if you haven't seen it. Um, but we're starting to get the momentum back on Shinsuke's side that he had when he first came to the company. Um, I remember the hype. I remember watching him in New Japan and having some matches with AJ 
um, you know, Kenny, a lot of these, uh, you know, you know, established professional wrestlers in Japan at the time, and then finally signing the contract and coming to WWE and working the NXT brand and him being a multiple uh, time NXT champion, having feuds with Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn in his first match. Um, you know, we'll see him mix it up with, you know, Cesaro. There were so many uh, dream matches that, you know, when you look at it, if you watch wrestling, you know, from a different company and you've watched all of these talent wrestle for different companies. So I'm so happy to see that his momentum's finally back on track, you know, with Triple H at the helm. Um, I don't see that falling off anytime soon. So I hope to see Shinsuke, once again, another guy like The Miz, hold that World Heavyweight Championship, you know, down the line um, once we get a, a field of competitors established. Um, right after this, you will get the, the debut, finally, of Gunther. Imperium made their Raw debut the week prior without him. Gunther was on uh, some personal time. You know, of course, when you're the longest reigning intercontinental champion of the modern era, you get to have a, a nice wedding and honeymoon with the missus. So, once again, congratulations to him um, for getting married a couple weeks ago. But Gunther comes out with Imperium, immediately heads right over to the announcer's desk, stands upon it, and claims that he is who he is. And he is, in fact, the longest reigning intercontinental champion, the most dominant champion we've seen in WWE history. Um, you know, basically going into that, he is going to reestablish and bring back the pride of the ring and the respect of the ring um, and that this is no longer going to be a joke. So after this promo, you know, it leads right into the number one contenders battle royal for the Intercontinental Championship that Gunther will be defending at Night of Champions. And I'll get into the Night of Champions card a little bit later in the final mouthing off with Mike uh, segment that you all love. Um, but this battle royal uh, does a couple things. We see some of those NXT call-ups that we had seen those uh, hype videos, those vignettes for the week prior. We also see those same NXT hype videos throughout Raw, uh, again, for Apollo Crews, for JD McDonough, um, and for some of the superstars drafted to SmackDown. With that being said, in this match itself, we see JD McDonough, we see Apollo Crews, we see Von Wagner, and we see Zion Quinn. Uh, those final two are free agents, so they'll, they've appeared on Raw, SmackDown, NXT just in this last week uh, or so. So clearly that free agent thing is just for these guys to get some exposure, get their reps in, and, and you know basically be talent uh, that you need to fill in the gaps, so to speak. So this match does wonders for one particular uh, NXT call-up, uh, J.D. McDonough. He is firing all cylinders in this match. He's eliminated by Dolph Ziggler, and then when Dolph is eliminated, J.D. McDonough goes on the attack and savagely beats the hell out of Dolph um, during the Battle Royal while other competitors are being tossed out and, and fighting you know, to win the number one contendership. Um, so we already are establishing that J.D. McDonough's first feud is going to be Dolph Ziggler, and that's a great feud. Another workhorse talent that doesn't get the flowers he deserves. Dolph Ziggler. I'd, I'd love to see him prominently featured on my television every week. He went undrafted in his draft again. Free agent. He's appeared on both Raw and SmackDown as well. Hell, I'll send him back to NXT. He had a nice little run there for a bit. So, yeah, overall, I hate to see the disrespect Dolph gets, but J.D. McDonough being Dolph's, uh, 
Dolph being J.D. McDonough's first feud on the main roster, great first feud. Those two are going to make some magic, no doubt in my mind. Apollo Crews does have a good showing in this match. He also has a good a little hype video, you know, coming the adversity of being on the main roster and then being sent down to NXT and then having to fight his way back. Um, he's a former Intercontinental Champion, former United States Champion. You know, give the guy some respect, but I hope this run for him, you know, is a little bit better. Um, this match is a good battle royal, one of the better ones I've seen in a really, really long time. So I was happy with it. The last three are three you would not expect. Ricochet... Mustafa Ali and Bronson Reed and with the help of Ricochet Mustafa Ali is able to eliminate Bronson Reed eliminate Ricochet and win the number one contender battle royal Mustafa Ali I believe this is his first time fighting for a singles title or winning the number one you know being a number one contender for any title really so I'm really happy for him really proud of him been a big fan of his since he debuted in the cruiserweight classic on 205 live been through the ringer guys put on some some underrated bangers with buddy uh matthews from m uh, excuse me from aew uh cedric alexander um uh, and a, a couple of other, other lovely um talent tony Nese, drew gulak you know just a lot of cruiserweights that he's thrown down with um so i'm really happy for that mustafa ali cuts a little bit of a promo backstage with gunther gunther's telling him he feels bad that he's gonna fly halfway across the globe to lose to him at night of champions and Mustafa Ali basically says the same thing like you know be positive Gunther you know you're going to get to go halfway across the world to lose to me so great segment Mustafa Ali super entertaining um on Twitter on television with everything that he's been handed so he makes it work for him so much props much love to him um, right after the dust settles, we get Becky in the ring calling out Trish for her comments last week about Becky's kids and calling her kid and calling her daughter stupid and that she doesn't know anything. And, and basically, we're going to see Becky versus Trish at Night of Champions. I'm going to cover that match card. I'm going to cover that. But we, we see that Becky wants Trish in a match at Night of Champions. I expected this at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to see a trilogy or at least two matches between these two. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be awesome. Overall, um, Becky and Trish is a money match. You know, the, the woman of the previous era and the woman of this era. So really excited for that. Uh, contract signing is going to be taking place next week on Raw. So that'll be really interesting to see. We know there's going to be some shenanigans there, no doubt. After this, we get Dom and Woods round two dom gets the win again with the help of mommy rhea ripley um but i just love seeing these guys mix it up uh woods is such an underrated singles competitor and uh dom is really starting to come into his own and you know the crowd hates him he's got mega heat with the crowd he's one of the, the hottest heels right now next to uh mjf and don Callis after the incidents of dynamite last week with him turning on kenny so Dom Mysterio has that mega heel heat and he's leaning into it and it is working for him. So Dom gets the win here. Um, Woods is highly underrated. I hope they keep letting Woods shine weekly while his, uh, his co-partners in the New Day, Big E and Kofi, are sidelined with injury. A lot of rumblings that Big E's close to a return. Time will tell. I'm not going to get my hopes up right away, but I hope to see both of them back and everybody healthy. Um, after this, we get Inda Shear's in-ring debut, which is a squash match. They win. Uh, the promo gender cuts after is longer than the actual match. So 
this is a, a tag team that I would love to see go against the Viking Raiders. Um, they're very similar dynamics. You know, Warriors of their respective heritages, and I would love to see the Vikings uh, and uh, Santa Senga and uh, Veer go at it. I think those would be an awesome clash of, of gladiators, of warriors. So, uh, of once again, big meaty men bumping meat too. So, I'd love to see that direction. I'd love to see, I'd love to see that the Raw tag division is flourishing now. We're starting to get into our own identities with the Raw and then, of course, the, ta the SmackDown tag division as well. Um, following up after this, you know it, folks. Every week we get them. Uh, Cody Rhodes with his what do you want to talk about guys um cody rhodes is over as ever the woes get louder and louder they continually continually get louder every week um so of course what else do you expect cody rhodes has a way of words another great promo telling lesnar hey you want to fight man we're gonna fight um he he's able to sit here and for five minutes take the time and give us an ASAP fable, an Aesop's fable. So if you're a kid and you read those books, um, we get the tale of the frog and the scorpion. And if you're not familiar with it, I'll give you the spark notes. Um, scorpion can't get across the river. He asks the frog, hey, can I get on your back and get across the river to the other side? The frog goes, hell no, uh, you'll sting me. The scorpion says, no, I promise I won't, then I'll drown. The frog says, okay, makes sense to me. Scorpion gets on the frog's back. Frog gets in the middle of the river. Scorpion stings the frog. Frog says, why'd you sting me? Scorpion says, it's in my nature. So essentially, we don't get an explanation from Brock as to why he attacked Cody, but Cody's explaining it in the sense of he's an animal. He's a beast. It's in his nature. Uh, he feels the main event scene slipping. He knows that I'm the guy now, and he, he doesn't want to see change. So, you know, basically the story is, is Lesnar does not like the changing of the guard. He does not like now being just another guy on the roster. So we're going with that. Cody has a way to tell us the same thing but with different words, but I love listening to him talk. I could let him... If he had a podcast, I'd listen to his podcast every single freaking week, every episode. So, love listening to the guy talk. He's great on the mic, and he's great in the ring. Um, after a great promo from Cody, we get... Technically, we were supposed to get on Raw a women's tag team championship match with Liv and Raquel, the champs, defending against the complaints department, quote-unquote, named by Adam Pearce. I go with it. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. That doesn't happen, unfortunately. We're told on Raw, Liv Morgan was injured. We're also told on Raw, Dakota Kai was injured in the match that they had SmackDown previously uh, the week before when they defended those tag titles against Damage Controls, Dakota Kai, and Bayley. They won that match, Liv and Raquel. They were supposed to defend the titles then on Raw against Chelsea and Sonya. It doesn't happen. Liv's hurt. Unfortunately, we'll see on SmackDown that they relinquished those titles because Liv has sustained a substantial injury in the words of Michael Cole. So... Liv most likely is going to be out quite some time, and I am sad. I am very sad. I was there when Liv won Money in the Bank and cashed it in that same night to win the SmackDown Women's title. So I'm very sad about it. I hate it. Um, but uh, best of wishes and, and a speedy recovery to Liv, and, and as well a speedy recovery to Dakota Kai. Uh, Raquel beats Chelsea. 
Good little match for Raquel. Triple H is big on Raquel. After the match, Shayna and Ronda are back. Boo. Boo, Ronda. Boo. Ronda Rousey kicks Raquel with one of the worst kicks I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I could do a better kick than what Ronda Rousey did, and that's saying a lot. Ronda Rousey is a former UFC uh, champion, former uh, uh, Raw SmackDown Women's Champion, but man, oh man, I thought she blew out her freaking knee on this kick. It was ugly. Um, but yeah, you you really just I hate seeing, you know, just Ronda doesn't take this business serious. Um, and you can tell, you know, she's claimed in the past, oh, you know, Roddy, Roddy Piper, I loved him, blah, blah, blah. And, and honestly, in my opinion, um, she's just done a disservice for that name and that, um, you know, that vibe of Roddy, Roddy Piper. I mean, <sighs> Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, um, you know, she should remove the Rowdy and just get boring put in front of her name because every time she gets on my television screen, I am bored. Um, you know, there used to be that running joke back in the day where, you know, the women's matches were usually the bathroom breaks when you went to a wrestling show. Not anymore, thankfully, you know. Now it's hard to find a bathroom break um, because there's such good wrestling, there's such a good story going on, right? Um, when Ronda Rousey's on my television, when Ronda Rousey uh, is um, wrestling at a live event and I'm there, um, that's my cue to hit to the, to the bathroom. Um, so unfortunately, that's just where I'm at with Ronda. I loved watching her in UFC when she was a real fighter. Um, this whole WWE run is just not clicking for me. It never clicked for me. She's boring. She's not good on the mic. She doesn't care. Um, and then she talks out of her ass, you know, on Twitter, on social media, talking about they don't give her an opportunity. They don't give the ladies an opportunity. You know, they gave they give the ladies an opportunity. It's just every time you're given an opportunity, unfortunately, um, you don't give it 110%. And I don't know that. I, I can't speak from that. I've, I've, I've never gotten in a ring before. I've never been in a wrestling company. So I'm just a guy with a podcast talking shit but from what i have seen nothing captivates me and this is now an ongoing saga for numerous years um her first little run yeah it was fun it was exciting and then as it continued and you know she just it's not something i can click with it's not something i can get on board with so um unfortunately ronda you know just i'm out on it it is what it is man that's that's the story but she's back with Shayna. We're going to see, because of this relinquished title situation, um, I'll talk about it later on, but we're going to see a fatal four-way um, women's tag team match to crown new tag team champions in two weeks on Raw after um, Night of Champions. Uh, the dust has been settled, so time will tell. With that being said, the main event of Sammy, KO, and Judgment Day uh, goes off, and it's a great match. Now, previously throughout the night, like I had said, Gunther and Imperium feel like a big deal right away in their debut. Uh, Imperium the week prior, this week, now Gunther. Uh, Gunther and Imperium were showcased throughout Monday Night Raw, similar to how the Bloodline is on SmackDown. So basically, Imperium is going to be fulfilling that role of the Bloodline on, on Raw. So, And I'm, I'm all in on that. I love this group, been loving them for a really long time, from the NXT UK, the NXT days, and now, of course, the main roster days. So... One of the best call-ups in recent times and one of the best factions, you know, right up there, you know. Um, so Gunther ends up, you end up seeing Gunther shake hands with Paul Heyman that night. So they're in agreement of something. Now, Finn and Priest and KO and Sammy have a great match, but we see a lot of shenanigans. Um, Rhea makes an appearance. Dom makes an appearance for a distraction. 
you know, we see Paul Heyman make an appearance at the top of the ramp on the phone with Roman Reigns, uh, who I would assume the tribal chief, letting him know what's going on with KO and Sammy, getting the scouting report for his match against them at Night of Champions. Um, then we inevitably see Imperium get and distract KO and Sammy, attack them. Ref doesn't see it. The Judgment Day win. So big win for the Judgment Day in the tag division rankings, in my opinion. If KO and Sammy retain their titles against Roman and Solo at Night of Champions, the Judgment Day will definitely be competing for those titles or hopefully just the Raw tag titles. I hope when we see the dust settle from Night of Champions, the Judgment Day just challenge for the Raw tag team championships. Um, and then when KO and Sammy defend the SmackDown titles, the same thing happens. They just defend the SmackDown titles. You know, so this is a great way to get the KO and Sammy intermingling with other teams. I'll say it again. You know, the last couple of weeks we've seen them just been focusing with the Usos and now Roman and Solo. So now we're they're mixing it up with other tag teams. Things are starting to mesh well there. Uh, and of course the story is not over. We still have to go to SmackDown, and I'll cover that here in a few segments. And then of course we have to get to Night of Champions. And then once Night of Champions comes and goes, then what's next for KO and Sammy? That's what I'm excited to see. Um Right off the bat, I will say, just to kind of finish up Raw here, um, the NXT call-ups feel like a big deal. The only missing link I saw, or I should say lack of there, of was Caden Carter and Katana Chance. We didn't see them um, at all. They were drafted to Raw. We haven't seen them at all. They're not even in that Fatal 4-Way tag team women's match in two weeks. That would have been a great team to throw in that match, in my mind. Um, we're getting Raquel and a mystery partner, which, spoiler, will be Shotzi. That's lame. Put an actual tag team. Put Candice and Indy in there. Put Caden and Carter and Katana. Put Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, who we'll see make their debut later on on SmackDown, which I'll talk about. But already the NXT call-ups are intermingling with the already established uh, members of the main roster. The draft picks are starting to settle into their respective brands um, with kind of the divisions for each title and, you know, really everything getting established. So... Monday Night Raw was great. We're going to get into NXT next, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Welcome back in. So right, picking up right where I left off. So NXT this week, another good show uh, from the developmental brand here on Tuesday nights. Um, kind of piggybacking here onto the NXT call-ups you know so like I said had last week in, in the episode there is clearly spots to be filled on the NXT roster and we're seeing that starting to happen so we're we're still seeing the first couple rounds continuing of the NXT women's championship tournament this week we get round two so we're getting Cora Jade versus Fallon Henley to kick off NXT now, Cora Jade ends up winning this match. It's a good showing from both ladies. Um, so the women already feel just, just every time I watch NXT, the women feel like a big deal. We're, I'm starting to care about the women on the main roster again with some of the booking decisions we've seen. You know, the tag teams are, are mixing it up again. You know, the women's, um, you know, title pictures are, are starting to form again. So, you know, we, like I said, we've got the call-ups. The, there's a shakeup that just happened. So things are falling into place. Um, the pieces are fitting in, right? So NXT um, has some missing pieces that are being filled in as we speak. So how they're being filled in is a couple different names here. 
you know, the Creed brothers are filling in, you know, kind of that, um, you know, basically that pretty deadly role we've seen. You know, they were consistent showers on NXT television every week, pretty deadly. Uh, and the Creed brothers are now starting to be that as well. So after Cora beats Fallon, we get the Creed brothers versus the Dyad. As I had said it a couple weeks ago, last week's episode, the Dyad had requested their release. Um, it was not granted. They are now going to um, basically, it looks like, just be the guys that the new tag teams will be beating. So they have a great match. Don't get me wrong. Great match. Creed brothers get the win. Then we get Mello and Trick versus Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey with Bate and Wesley unable to complete this match due to a blindside attack in the locker room. Obviously, we know who did that um, later on. So Trick and Mello get the win here. We get a second women's match that is not involved in the uh, women's championship tournament, which is Kiana James, who was in the tournament last week but lost her match. Uh, as well versus Thea Hale having uh, what would be her first match on NXT in what I've seen in a long time, you know. So Thea and Kiana, with the approval of Duke uh, Hudson of Chase U, because Chase U is not actually there. So Chase is not there. Andre Chase is not there. So Thea loses this match. Interesting dynamic happening here with Chase U. We get our main event of the night. Um, after a couple videos, after a couple backstage segments here, you know, um, Axiom isn't afraid of Dabo, Dabacado, you know, Von Wagner and, and Robert Stone with this picture thing. You know, there's, there's been this photo that Robert Stone saw of Von Wagner when he was a kid um, that he wants him to talk about. He won't talk about it. Ilya and Dijak. Uh, basically, Dijak is torturing Ilya backstage we're getting a last man standing match between those two at battleground i'm excited for it i think it's going to be a really good one um some new nxt um superstars tank ledger and hank walker are going to verse each other they're a tag team um they're going to verse each other next week on nxt some big meaty men bump and meet right we love it here um but we get into you know a little bit of a backstage segment with noem dar and lash legend they're making noem dar feel like a big deal on nxt rightfully so we get the Don, Tony D'Angelo, and uh, the underboss, uh, Stax, uh, at a restaurant eating, and Tony D'Angelo is arrested by the authorities for some crimes. Very interested to see how this goes. Um, love this story that we're letting play out. You know, the, the mob boss getting arrested for his crimes. You know, he tried to kill pretty deadly. There's been a lot that he's done. So I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing with this. I hope it continues. Um, we get the Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar on the show. Basically, Dragon Lee is going to defend the Heritage Cup against... Uh, excuse me. Noam Dar is going to defend the Heritage Cup against Dragon Lee at Battleground in a British, you know, style match, which will be awesome. Uh, and then we basically got that segment with Wesley um, and Tyler Bate, Joe Gacy. It's going to be a triple threat at Battleground for the North American title. Another multi-man match for Wesley. He's going to notch probably the best North American title uh, run in NXT history is my prediction for him. He's been crushing it, and there was lo a lot of talks. I had thought it too when his partner of uh, MSK was released that Wesley would, you know, inevitably be released as well. Um, that didn't happen, and I'm so happy I was wrong. So I'm so happy for him that he's getting his shine and his flowers. Um, main event is going to be JC Jane 
versus Roxanne Perez. Mm, Roxanne Perez gets the win here um, in the NXT Women's Championship tournament. So the field has is starting to be filled. You know, for that tournament, we'll see it pick continue next week on NXT with it culminating the finals at NXT Battleground the same night as AEW's Double or Nothing, the same time. So double pay-per-view feature Sunday the 28th of May, which will be a fun one for both companies. But Roxanne gets the win here, and she is headed back towards that woman's title that she never really lost. She had to relinquish it due to injury, and Indy won it in the ladder match, then Lindy got hurt, drafted up to Raw, had to relinquish it. So this title has had some, some interesting runs the last couple of months uh, should say last month or so so nxt was a good one um this week's episode you know like i said we lost a lot of the the already pre-established favorites and stars on nxt so things definitely feel different on nxt but we still have some talents that are developing and going to become some mainstays on nxt and eventually the main roster so nxt's doing its job um, I would give NXT this week, you know, like a seven and a half out of, out of 10. Um, good show, good showing, entertaining Tuesday. When you don't have anything on on Tuesday nights, tune on in, tune into NXT, right? Um, so we're going to get into SmackDown in just one moment here. All right, welcome back into Mouthing Off with Mike. Here is our final show segment to talk about this week uh in the realm of wwe and that is going to be friday night smackdown uh and smackdown kicks off like it did the last two weeks with your tribal chief your undisputed wwe universal heavyweight champion of the world mr roman reigns the tribal chief and his 992 day title reign by next weekend, we will be at a thousand days. So he starts off the show. He's in the ring with Solo. He's in the ring with Paul. He is not a happy camper. Roman is not happy. So as I alluded to in the beginning of this episode when I was touching on Monday Night Raw, the bloodline is crumbling right before us. The Roman reigns, the Roman Empire, from a few years ago, uh, the this Roman Empire is starting to crumble. And ladies and gentlemen, Rome was not built in a day, but Rome certainly was destroyed in one. Um, so in this case, Roman's empire is crumbling. The bloodline is slowly cracking at our um, viewing pleasure. Um, so... KO and Sammy interrupt. We we get them. We get a little in between promo between the two teams with basically Roman leading the charge. Um, the overall gist of this year is I'm gonna say this is the Usos attack KO and Sammy from behind, and Roman is not pleased. He is pissed. Um, after this segment is done, you can tell in the ring Roman is going to lash these boys out backstage he is going to ream them out uh and which he does you know he gets backstage we're in the bloodline you know dressing room locker room and Roman is pissed you know interrupting him you know before all of this happened backstage you know Roman goes to leave and he bumps into Solo and he looks visibly rattled by this and Solo looks pissed 
After that, when we get backstage with the bloodline, Solo does not take his eyes off of Roman that entire segment. If you watch it back, Solo is so laser focused on Roman, he doesn't take his eyes off Roman in the in-ring segment, in the backstage segment, that whole time. So I'm not quite sure what the direction we're heading in here. Is Solo gonna, you know, basically leave Roman to, to do battle himself at Night of Champions? Are the Usos going to get involved? I don't know. But I do know this. The cracks are forming for the bloodline. They get bigger and bigger each week. Um, like I said, next week, we're going to see Roman and Solo on the KO show with KO and Sammy. So I'm sure there's going to be uh, some magic that happens that next weekend on SmackDown. Um, but for this week, this was Chef's Kiss. Another Chef's Kiss from, from your host here. Wow. So that backstage segment, basically Roman's like, do, you know, do, do I look like a we? Do I look like a twin? Because the Usos are like, you know, we need to... And Roman cuts that right out. You know, he's like, I had something to say. And I couldn't say that. You know, he had gone on in that promo and, and basically called Sammy a waste of his time. And Sammy says the same thing. He wishes he would have hit Roman with the chair sooner. Um, so just a, a great segment again between these uh, these two teams with the Bloodline and KO and Sammy. I can't wait to see this hopefully end at Night of Champions. But obviously it can't, right? Because KO and Sammy hold both sets of tag titles, so they're going to be on Raw having to battle the Judgment Day and the Raw tag teams. They're going to have to be on SmackDown battling the Usos, the LWO, and the, and the SmackDown tag teams. Pretty deadly, the Brawling Brutes. So we're going to see how this plays out. So just a great segment overall. Um, you know, After the main event, which is going to be the Usos and the LWO this week, you will see Roman again backstage. But speaking of tag teams on SmackDown and... I mentioned both of these tag teams just now. Pretty deadly NXT call-ups making their SmackDown debut versus the Brawling Brutes. And this is a perfect first match for Pretty Deadly. Um, I love both of these teams. I loved, love, love, love Sheamus. I loved him his whole career. I loved him watching him as a kid growing up. You know, he, his feuds with John Cena, with Randy, with Roman, they were very good. You know, Sheamus is very underrated. And I hope he does win that Intercontinental Championship that he has never won. Uh, eventually, right? For now, he's chasing Theory on SmackDown for the U.S. title. We'll see that later on in the show. For now, he's on commentary during the Brawling Brutes Pretty Deadly match. And this is a great match for Pretty Deadly. You know, just coming out, uh, their, their entrance, nothing really changed from their NXT presentation besides the remix of their theme song. They got their little slow motion poses with their hair yes boy you know these boys are great they are entertaining and that's exactly what you want on a two-hour wrestling show friday nights you know box i'm sure is going to eat these boys up they love them they're entertaining they're funny you know we saw a little segment before the match with them you know kind of setting up and cooking in the kitchen you know the the ingredients to a um a successful debut right so just awesome stuff from them pretty deadly get the win in their smackdown debut in a great match um, we see Elton Prince tied up in the ropes. Kit Wilson is battling with uh, Butch, knocks him into, excuse me, battling with uh, Ridge, knocks him into Butch. The other member of Pretty Deadly unties himself from the ropes. They hit spilt milk, one, two, three, referee never sees it. Match, great match for them. So I was very, very much happy with Pretty Deadly's debut here on SmackDown. 
after this we get oscar and uh zelina vega zelina has a great promo you know after puerto rico she feels that she now belongs here that match did wonders for her career um before that match i probably would have said you know oscar and zelina on smackdown probably would have been a three minute match you know they give these two uh, i want to say it was you know anywhere from about uh six to you know maybe 10 minutes um with oscar getting the win and then bianca making the save but oscar hitting bianca with some of the miss you know she didn't get the full brunt um of that miss bianca makes the save for zelina who was stuck in the oscar lock even after she had gave up and, and submitted to oscar so michael cole makes a comment though about last week about oscar spraying the mist in bianca's face saying that it was an experimental new mist oscar's been working on it had chili peppers in it just a great uh michael cole great storyteller way to keep the lore going um we hear wade barrett call it the asian mist a few times i'm not sure how i feel about that but hey whatever um really good segment here continuing this bianca oscar feud i'm no doubt in my mind we'll see bianca and oscar at night of champions take place um after this we get the debut of another nxt call up uh we get grayson waller's waller effect the grayson waller effect debuting on the main roster nothing changes in that presentation which is perfect the way it was in nxt and it's perfect the way it is on the main roster um, i'm not quite sure if grayson was live on instagram like he is on nxt i'd have to go back i have to look it up but if he was and they didn't change that perfect we get a little bit of a rehashing of what we saw in nxt a couple um months ago maybe almost a year ago aj had styles had come into nxt um for the waller effect um and those two had kind of butt heads still continuing to butt heads you know grayson waller goes on to say you know he's a hall of famer you know three times over just for his accolades in you know across the world you know and let alone wwe he's a first ballot hall of famer in wwe so but he says but at night of champions after the match is over it will be a new wwe world heavyweight champion seth freaking rollins so we continue the aj styles grace and waller feud i hope those two mix it up in the ring post night of champions like i said i still think seth is winning that title so aj obviously has to set up some feuds for smackdown and we see that take place with a backstage segment with Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Once again with the tarot cards, this time Karrion Cross calling out Mr. Allen, AJ Styles. So already just week one into this feud, um, Karrion Cross making it personal, and we obviously have to accelerate it because it looks like we're getting that match on next week's SmackDown. Uh, Karrion Cross versus AJ Styles before night of champions so i'm assuming aj is going to get the win because we obviously can't have aj lose before that world heavyweight championship match i'm hoping we get some sort of continuation of the feud post night of champions if aj doesn't win um and we do see cross and styles and mix it up and then inevitably we get back to grayson waller and styles so really like that really good segment here we get an, a tag match with the street profits and la knight and rick boogs i'm booging out man i love rick boogs um, if you didn't catch the WWE 24 documentary on WrestleMania 38, um, and if you didn't catch WrestleMania 38, he had a tag match with Shinsuke versus the Usos uh, for the SmackDown tag titles at the time. Um, unfortunately, Rick Boogs got hurt in the match, kind of derailed his little push he had going on, but now he's getting back to that, and I think Boogs is going to be one of those talents that, you know, he has it. He's very entertaining. He's got the energy. Reminds me of, you know, um, the Ultimate Warrior slash, you know, Macho Man slash, you know, um, 
little Hulk Hogan, you know, minus the, the Hulk Hogan shit show. Um, but, you know, just it has that order about him, right? So we get the Street Profits versus LA Knight, who, yeah, is over. Yeah, I love LA Knight. Loved him when he was Eli Drake in Impact. Loved him uh, when he was in NWA. Love him when he was in NXT. And I love him now on the main roster. Cannot wait to see him shine. He is an early favorite for me to win the Money in the Bank briefcase, and I hope, I hope he does, guys. I hope he does. hope he ends up cashing in on whoever holds the World Heavyweight Championship, and he ends up going to Raw because I don't want to see him lose to Roman, a failed cash-in. We need, we need a successful cash-in um, from, from this year's Money in the Bank men's winner. We don't need a cash-in for um, a mid-card title like we saw Theory do. Obviously, he's held the title since then, but no, I want the main title getting highlighted with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, hopefully it's it's LA Knight. If it's not LA Knight and it is Cody Rhodes, good. That continues that story with him and Roman. If it's neither of those guys and it ends up being Gunther, if he shock loses at Night of Champions, great as well. I think those are all winners in my opinion. Um, so LA Knight is very over. He attacks Rick Boogs after the match because Rick Boogs got the loss in this match. He was pinned one, two, three um, by the Profits. So LA Knight versus Rick Boogs obviously going to happen next week on SmackDown. We got some good matches next week on SmackDown. One of them that is just uh, set up here, as I had said earlier here in this segment, Sheamus versus Austin Theory. Theory calls out Sheamus. Um, basically, Sheamus comes out. He gets a mic. He's about to talk. Boom, hits him with a bro kick. Um, leaves Theory down, drops the mic. Mic drop, gets out. So I love Sheamus. So next week on SmackDown before Night of Champions, we'll see the U.S. title defended against Sheamus, Austin Theory defending it against Sheamus here on the SmackDown before Night of Champions. And as I said earlier in this episode, SmackDown was uh, recorded this weekend. They did a double taping. So there are some spoilers out there. Avoid them if you want to watch the show. Um, I am avoiding them, so I do not know who wins this match. I'm going to say it's Theory, but I'm upset that this match is not on the Night of Champions card. Even if it was a pre-show match, it should be on Night of Champions the whole freaking pay-per-view name is night of champions but yet we still have two nine non-title matches on the night of champions card obviously cody and brock has to be there but and becky and trish you know i feel like that could have you kind of held that off maybe one more month to money in the bank do SummerSlam, you know have the the payoff i'm assuming trish and becky is going to be a trilogy thing same with cody and brock um we'll see but nevertheless u.s title should be on that card because doesn't look like Rhea's going to be defending her women's title on the card, but it looks like Bianca will be defending her women's title against Asuka on that card. So, a little confused on that, but overall, Sheamus and Theory should be a banger, in the words of Sheamus, next week on SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown card looks good next week. KO show uh, with Roman and Solo. We've got uh, AJ versus Cross, and we've got LA Knight versus Rick Boogs, and then we'll, pro and we'll have Sheamus versus Theory for the U.S. title. That rightfully should be on Night of Champions. But... I digress. Your main event, uh, excuse me, before I get into the main event, we also did get another NXT team um, debut call-up here, which was Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. They beat uh, Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon. They are NXT women as well. Um, so good to see them back, and good to see these two get a win. If you haven't caught it, their finisher with the camera angle zoomed in is so sick. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I cannot wait to see what these two women do. Like I said, they should be in that fatal four-way for the women's tag titles uh, on Raw in two weeks. But 
Obviously, there's other plans for those NXT women's titles. Probably looking like those are going to transition more into the SmackDown women's tag titles, and it looks like the, the women's tag titles will be on Raw. But then again, those titles have been defended on both Raw and SmackDown in the last week, or were planned to be uh, with, with Liv you know, getting hurt. Obviously, that changed on Raw. But um, I, I, I'd like to see both sets of tag titles start getting some, some really good exposure. So let's just see how that plays out. Um, you know, we'll see in two weeks, right? The main event, LWO's Rey Mysterio versus Santos, es excuse me, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar versus the Usos. This was a banger, a humper, a, a beautiful match. Four out of five stars on SmackDown for a free match. Great match. Gave, gave these teams like 15 to 15, 20 minutes, I would say, in my opinion. Um, this was a great match. The LWO are starting to pick up the dubs, guys. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Viva La Raza, right? Um, Mysterio and Escobar get the win with a little bit of an interference from KO and Sammy here to kind of screw them over for, you know, just the attack earlier. Make make them look bad from from to Roman, and, and Roman is pissed. We get Roman backstage. I alluded it to her earlier. Roman is backstage with Solo and Paul, and he is gonna. He said they're gonna learn. I'm gonna show them next week. So next week SmackDown, the pre-tape. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm guessing. The Usos are not going to make it to Night of Champions if that is what Roman has in mind, or it could be something else. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to touch on Night of Champions, Battleground, and Double or Nothing here in the final mouth-off kind of spoiler for, for my segment, but I'm not going to get into the card yet. But we're going to get right into AEW when we come back, so stay tuned. All right, folks, welcome back in. If you're still tuned in, if you're still here and you want to hear about AEW this week from Dynamite Wednesday and Rampage on Friday, stay tuned. We're going to cover AEW this week, touch on some big announcements, touch on some, some news and some, some crazy happenings in the world of AEW this week. Uh, and let's get right into it. So Dynamite this week, good Dynamite. You know, keeping up with the trend, solid Dynamite. You know, we'll end up seeing... Um, Sammy Guevara in action, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Roosh. We'll see Jamie Hayter, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, and Hikara Shida here versus the Outcast as well. Um, and but you know, kind of Jamie Hayter's hurt, so we don't end up seeing kind of that match. Um, I'll get into it. We also will see Ricky Starks versus Jay White, Chris Jericho versus Roderick Strong, and we'll hear from Don Callis. So. Without further ado, we kick off the show with TNT champion Wardlow, and he's in the ring by himself. Christian Cage comes out, and I will say Christian Cage was one of the best signings AEW has had to date. Um, just a great, despicable, despisable heel. We will see. The announcement comes later on after uh, Christian Cage uh, basically attacks um, Wardlow, hits him with a kill switch on the ladder. Um, that is foreshadowing, so Wardlow challenging Christian Cage later on in Dynamite, on Dynamite, to a ladder match at Double or Nothing for the TNT title versus Christian Cage. So I'm excited. That's a, that's a Christian Cage match specialty, so I'm expecting a new TNT champion again. Don't like the flip-flopping and don't like Wardlow having these really quick title runs, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Christian Cage, so... I'm happy to see him getting uh, a title shot since he won that Impact World Heavyweight Championship almost, you know, a year or two ago. So really happy for him. 
um this is going to be a good one you know i think the ladder match you know there's there's a lot of matches you know on the double or nothing card i'm going to cover it in the final mouth off when i rattle off the night of champion card this point the battleground card this point and the double or nothing card this point but overall good little um segment here from those guys and then backstage as well later on in the show um we get orange cassidy and darby allen versus big bill and lee moriarty good little tag match uh darby obviously getting trying to get in the mind of mjf with a little of a side lock head takedown um side headlock takedown so you know it's it's happening the we get a backstage segment with the young bucks um and they're alex marvez asking them about kenny's uh you know status and then basically the bcc attacked the young bucks but i love it the young bucks one of the bucks i, I can't tell you who it was but they tossed their suitcase full blast at Wheeler U to just smoke them. It was awesome. Um, really awesome stuff. Kind of, we had a couple backstage segments with Orange Cassidy this night. Um, basically tells uh, Renee, you know, Kyle Fletcher has been teasing that he wants a shot at the international championship. Tells him, go find Tony. And if you want a match, you know, go, go find Tony. Um, we get an update on that later on that Renee tells Orange that 20 people went to tony's office to ask for a match so orange says you know what i'll fight them all how about this uh 20 and and me is one that's 21 renee you want to be in the match and, and renee of course declines says, all right how about the the 21 and we're in vegas and blackjack is 20 you need blackjack to win 21 so let's just do the blackjack battle royal me versus 20 other superstars or wrestlers uh, we're talking AEW. sorry so we're gonna get the uh, Blackjack Battle Royal at AEW Double or Nothing. I'm excited for it. I love I love a good chaos match, right? I'm assuming Orange Cashley will retain his title, but the title defenses are starting to weigh on Orange. Um, he is showing the effects of these matches every week. You know, utilizing the mousetrap pinfall to win, um, just having to defend his title in a multi-man match. So clearly, we're going to see that title eventually uh leave orange cassidy's hands but i don't know if it's gonna happen at double or nothing we'll see maybe we'll see a debut we we we've had a trend the last uh few debut you know every double or nothing that there's been there's been a debut 2019 you know john moxley uh most notably last uh year uh was athena and stokely hathaway so probably gonna see a debut in that match and they might end up beating um orange cassidy i'd love to see miro win it but we'll see Speaking of uh, winning matches, Sammy Guevara wins a match against Exodius Prime. After the match, Sammy gives a, a little promo, and I'm a little bit confused. Up to this point, Sammy has been the disgraceful, despicable, despisable, you know, arrogant Spanish god heel. Um, after this week's Dynamite, it seems we're trying to push him in the direction of being a babyface. Very confusing promo for me. Um, I actually was speaking with somebody on Twitter about it. Um, one, another uh, content producer out there I believe he goes by the name of Andrew he's a big big wrestling guy uh, check him out on YouTube I think he's got a whole YouTube channel but um, I had said the same thing you know very confusing it looks like they're you know kind of experimenting with Sammy being a face right now um, for maybe a title run down the line but it's not hitting for me he keep him as a heel as we both agreed um, it, it's more believable so I like you know what we're seeing with the four pillar story we're building it um, but yeah, definitely keep Sammy as a, as a heel here in this match. But it looks like all three other members of the match, Jungle Boy, Sammy, and Darby, are on the same page. And MJF's got his work cut out ahead of him. 
come double or nothing. So after this, we get a little segment here with um, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, um, Santam Singh, and FTR interrupt. They push Santam off the stage through a table. Um, they start beating up uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt. And then out of nowhere, Karen Jarrett appears uh, and hits them, the FTR boys, with a low blow. Jeff Jarrett with the double guitars cracks the FTR over the head. Um, and that's how that kind of segment ends. Karen Jarrett is all elite, ladies and gentlemen. What a shocker. That did not see that coming. Impact Wrestling, TNA from back in the day, showcasing here every week on AEW television. It is funny. Um, so due to injury, Jamie Hayter's not on Dynamite this week, so we don't get that trios match with the Outcast, Britt, and Hirokira, Shida. We get Britt and Shida versus Ruby and Tony with Soraya on the outside. You guys know how this one ends, right? Tony sprays uh, Britt in the eyes with the spray paint. Tony gets uh, Baker in the roll-up. Uh, excuse me, hits her with the pile driver, beats her one, two, three. This is now going to turn into Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter for the women's title, the AEW Women's Championship at Double or Nothing. We get that announcement later on. So Jamie Hayter, most likely due to injuries, probably going to drop that title at Double or Nothing. So we might see a new uh, women's champion, uh, a two-time women's champion in Tony Storm. Shout out to Tony Storm. Um, she's got a little bit of a streak going on. She is the first women's competitor in AEW history to win five matches in the span of four days, including a live event show for AEW. Really cool um, stat, really cool um, you know, history for, for Tony Storm. So she continues to be a, a great signing for AEW. Um, after this, we get Tony Khan's announcement. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, he did blink in this uh, promo. He did blink in this announcement. Blink, he, he blinked one time. I, I watched it very closely, one blink. Um, so he lost this week's staring contest against me. We get the formal announcement. We knew it was announced previously at from Warner Brothers Discovery's event that AEW will now be debuting a Saturday night show, and it will be called Collision, AEW Saturday Night Collision. The logo looks very similar to WCW Monday Night Nitro's logo from back in the 90s, early 2000s. So really cool uh, homage to history really awesome in the world of professional wrestling just having more content i don't think we've had this much wrestling since the 90s since we had the monday night wars you know and and the early 2000s but man how can you watch all of it though folks you know think about it AEW wednesday AEW friday AEW saturday and a pay-per-view saturday or sunday wwe monday tuesday friday saturday or sunday with a premium live event that's a lot of wrestling folks i digress but awesome for AEW. When professional wrestling wins, we all win, ladies and gentlemen. We all win. Now, talking about some of the other news with AEW in this show, it was announced that, it's a spoiler, we know that the first AEW collision is going to be in Chicago at the United Center. Who do we know from Chicago, ladies and gentlemen? None other than the best in the world, CM Punk. Hometown, Chicago, Illinois, right? But over the last couple of days, we've seen a lot of stuff come out and Punk's not happy about some things with hiring of his former friend and him not being able to be there. But rumor has it his friend A. Steel bit one of the, uh, the, the young bucks or Kenny Omega or something in the scuffle uh, you know, back a year ago, nine months ago at the pay-per-view. 
Um, so, hey, I have no clue what's going on here. But CM Punk was very active on Instagram this week, posting a story calling out Brian Alvarez of, of the Wrestling Observer, calling out Dave Meltzer, calling out the fringe fan bases, you know, for uh, professional wrestling. Um, so just either CM Punk is a great worker and he's coming back as a full-blown heel scumbag or, you know, he really is not coming back and this collision show might fail before it even starts. I hope not. I'd like to see this kind of really pick up some steam. We're already starting to see some of the rosters announced. We know Thunder Rosa will be on collision. We know Miro. We know Andrade Almas will be on collision. Um, we saw the poster. It looks like MJF will be on there for a few times. Um, so most notably missing on that is CM Punk. And, and I'm assuming he will be on the show. They just don't want to announce it. I'm sure there's going to be a, a, another. So, so kind of getting back to the whole Tony Khan announcement. Last week on Dynamite, Tony Khan made the announcement for this announcement. This week, Tony Khan announces this announcement, but then announces another announcement for next week. So if you get that right, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Khan has now made an announcement for an announcement to make an announcement to make another announcement. Keeping up, right? You hear, you hear the insanity there. That right there sounds a little, uh, uh, a little, little cokehead brain, but hey, don't cancel me yet. I'm new to this whole thing. Give me some time. Um, but yeah, all over the place here from Tony. Guy's got so much on his plate, I can only imagine. He's the head booker, he's the, the vice president, he's the president, he's he's everything, right? So he's doing promo, he's doing creative, he's doing uh, everything. So I'm sure he's got a lot going on his plate. Uh, after this, it's the Falls Count Anywhere match with the Ocho, Chris Jericho versus Roddy Strong. This is a great match. Highly recommend checking this out. This is my mouthing off with Mike match of the week. Surprisingly... Followed suitly with the LWO and Usos. So I'll give you one of one. You know, WWE, an AEW, and I'll get to an Impact one later. Falls Count Anywhere match. This match literally goes everywhere in this arena. We're in the stairwell. We're in the little nook and crannies of the stairwell. The match ends up finishing outside of the arena. Adam Cole gets the jump on Chris Jericho. They are banned from the building. The Jericho Appreciation Society and Adam Cole. Roddy Strong lures uh, Chris Jericho outside of the arena. Adam Cole attacks. Roddy Strong beats Chris Jericho 1-2-3 clean in the middle of the arena, in the middle of the potted um, plant mulch area, you know, the the the, the nice, you know, um, landscaping. Very awesome match. We see them throw ice cream in Jericho's face. Roddy has some ice cream. We see them in the stairwell. We see them in the concourse, in the, in the crowd, everywhere in this arena. A great false count anywhere match. Um, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. After this, we get uh, Roosh versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So all of the pillars were showcased on television tonight. Jungle Boy ends up winning this match with a quick roll-up. Preston Vance gets in the ring, tries to jump Jack Perry. Darby comes in, Sammy Guevara. Sammy and Darby uh, are on the same page. Everybody's a face going into this match against MJF. He's the mega heel. Um, so all three pillars are on the same side. They're in agreement. MJF is in big, big trouble. Speaking of MJF, he's backstage with Renee Paquette. She asks him how she's yeah, how MJF is feeling going into this match. MJF is so mad, he slaps the mic out of her hand and walks off. What a great segment. And then we get Tony announcing she wants to challenge Jamie for the women's title at 
double or nothing. That happens. We get Ricky Starks versus Jay White in a very good match. Um, Ricky was flowing. Jay White was flowing. Ricky hits Jay White with a steel chair because he's getting tired of the, the Juice Robinson, Jay White two-on-one advantage. Um, Ricky loses via disqualification. Very rare we see this happen in AEW, so very rare, right? Good enough reason for me. I'm sure we're going to get to a match here um, with Ricky and a tag partner versus Juice and Jay at Double or Nothing. I haven't seen anything. I'll cover the match card. I'll take a look at it. We'll we'll touch on it in the mouthing off with Mike, final segment, the final mouth off with Mike. Um, but overall, great AEW. Don Callis is in the ring now to address the actions last week with him stabbing Kenny Omega in the head with a screwdriver and turning his back on his self-proclaimed son of pro wrestling. Kenny interrupts. Then the Blackpool Combat Club beat the shit out of Kenny with then the Young Bucks coming out who are banged up from earlier after the attack by the Blackpool Combat Club in the in the uh, parking lot. And they are reunited with the hangman, Adam Page. The elite has formed. And they reunite basically looking like the Avengers assembling. Um, at hangman Adam Page is sporting an eye patch from the screwdriver incident a few uh, weeks ago. So he makes him look even cooler. <laughs> Cowboy with an eye patch, right? Um, the Bucks, you know, being limping. They got the they got a shopping cart full of goodies. You know, we've got the the steel can, uh, the steel garbage can lid uh, shield. We've got the broom with uh, barbed wire. We've got the the kendo sticks. We've got the bats, steel chairs, everything. Awesome, awesome way to end it. Awesome way to end uh, the show with then the announcement coming. It is going to be the elite. Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega versus the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Castanoli, Wheeler Yuta, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley in Anarchy in the Arena. And I was at the first Anarchy in the Arena at Double or Nothing last year with the JAS versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm very, very much jealous of anybody attending Double or Nothing this year because that match is so fun. Keep your head on a swivel. Don't wear white to the show. Um, watched a guy a couple rows from us literally get blood on his T-shirt from Jericho and uh, Brian Danielson. Um, so don't wear white to this show. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're in the crowd, if you're, especially if you're on the side of uh, you know, the camera that you know, you're on uh, TV, they will be in your area. They will be in your section. They will be fighting right next to you, most likely. Um, we were on the side where Hard Cam was situated, and they still came over to us and fought uh, by us, just a couple rows from uh, myself my, and my girlfriend. So Anarchy in the Arena is exactly what it is. Anarchy. I hope they keep uh, Wild Thing playing like they did last year's match. That was a really cool, fun uh, aspect of it. Anarchy in the Arena is a fun match. I'm excited to see it with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Now... With that being said, we get Rampage. We get the BCC versus the Best Amigos, the Best Friends, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Bandito in a fun trios match. The BCC win. We also get Jade and Taya have a little bit of Taya Valkyrie, have a little bit of uh, a segment. Um, we're going to see them verse each other again, round two, for the TBS uh, championship at Double or Nothing. This time, um, Taya can use Road to Valhalla and Jade is using Jaded. So both moves are legal. They can use their move. Um, we had a Hardy segment, the Hardy boys, you know, announcing that they are going to be going for some tag team gold. I'm all for it, boys. Big Hardy boys fan. Um, let's see how it goes. Ethan Page comes out. He's saying that he's finished with the Hardys. He's finished with 
Isaiah Cassidy. He's finished with them, um, but he's not. But he is not finished with them, ladies and gentlemen. They are jumped by the Gun Club, the Ass Boys. So now it's Ethan Page and the Ass Boys, the Gun Club versus Matt, Jeff, and Isaiah Cassidy. Probably happening at double or nothing. So very interesting. They jump Isaiah. They get him in a steel chair. They get his throat in a steel chair. They stomp on it. We see a picture of him post on Twitter in a, in a neck brace. They're trying to stop Isaiah Cassidy from being able to moan. And to save you the sake of that, I'm not going to moan on this. Um, Rampage, we also saw a couple other matches. Dustin Rhodes has a match. He ends up bleeding in that match. Very confusing stuff happening on Rampage this week. But it was a fun Rampage. Um, Jericho and Adam Cole battled it out. So we're starting to see Rampage get established again as a good show. We have to establish Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, especially Collision coming up. So Jericho and Adam Cole fighting a main event fight happening on Rampage. That's what we need to keep doing. Get the stars booked. Squeeze them into that hour segment on Fridays and try your hardest to stop pivoting these shows. Rampage was on at 3.30 in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday. Who the hell is watching Rampage on the West Coast at 3.30? I'm working. You're working. We're all working on the West Coast. On the East Coast, you've got a chance. People are usually off, you know, 4 to 6 typically. But people are making dinner. They're going out on Friday nights. They're hanging with friends. It's a tough thing to do, especially on Saturdays too, right? Saturday night, people like to go out. So I I don't know how that's going to play out with the weekend shows for for AEW. We'll find out. Before we get into the final mouth off with Mike, I want to touch on some other pro wrestling here happening. Um, This past Thursday, Trinity made her in-ring debut in Impact Wrestling with a great match against Kylie King. Really, really awesome match. Both ladies, hard-hitting affair. Happy for Trinity. Can't wait to see what happens next. Um, Speaking of Impact, they've got a show happening on Friday the 26th. Of that same weekend, we've got WWE Night of Champions, AEW or Nothing, and NXT Battleground. So you've got four uh, pay-per-view premium live events happening Memorial Day weekend. So we are eating good, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, going to have some nice barbecue, going to have some nice wrestling. Got, got everything you could ever want, right? Great weekend coming up. So with that being said, awesome week of pro wrestling. We're going to get into the final mouth off, and we're done with this episode of Mouthing Off with Mike. So stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in to the final segment of this week's episode. You know it, you love it, you guessed it, you long for it every week. The final mouth off with Mike. And as I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, don't forget to mouth off with me. Let me know what your thoughts were on this episode. Let me know what your thoughts were on the week of professional wrestling. Whether you're watching WWE, whether you're watching AEW, whether you're watching Impact Wrestling, you're watching all three, you're watching one of the other, whatever. Mouth off with me, Twitter, Instagram, M-O-W-M underscore podcast. You know where to find me, folks. So with that being said, the final mouth off with Mike this week, I'm going to touch on some of these match cards so far. So with a officially with coming into the week of the premium live events for WWE and the pay-per-view for AEW. Let's take a look starting first with AEW Double or Nothing 2023 emanating from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, an adult Disney World, right? So 
on Rampage, we get the announcement that we're going to see Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. Great way to protect both of these entertainers. Um, unsanctioned match means it doesn't go against their wins or losses. So very smart here in the booking. I like this. We're going to get the Ethan Page and the Guns, the Ass Boys versus Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardy Boys. Really awesome trios match lined up here. We're going to get Jade Cargill, the TBS Women's Champion, versus Taya Valkyrie. Both of them can use their finishing moves. No finishing moves banned in this match. We're going to see the Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta versus the Elite. Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, in anarchy in the arena. And like I said, I am pumped for this match. Um, we're going to see Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm in an AEW Women's World Championship match. We're going to see Orange Cassidy taking on 20 other competitors in the Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. We are going to see Wardlow defending his TNT Championship against Christian Cage in a ladder match. And we are getting FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in an AEW World Tag Team Championship match with special guest ref Mark Briscoe. And your main event, the four-way pillars match for the AEW World Championship with the champion MJF defending against Darby Allin, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and the Spanish god Sammy Guevara. So I'm assuming we will see a trios match with the House of Black slipped into this, and I'm sure we will see a couple other matches formulated this Wednesday on Dynamite and on Rampage uh, with that show being on Sunday. So I'm sure we'll probably have the, um, the buy-in, um, the Casino Battle Royale. We'll probably have uh, a couple other things that are usually branded for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Um, but I'm excited. You know, a couple weeks ago, you heard me on the show say that you know, I'm kind of out on the, um, you know, the pay-per-view so far. Wasn't going to be traveling to Las Vegas for it. Um, obviously can't anymore just due to the holiday weekend. A lot of plans, you know, personal life. And then, of course, just overall with having three wrestling shows plus Impact for that weekend. Very hard to watch all of them and, of course, provide you guys with, you know, my insight and my analysis of what we're, what we're seeing. Um but with that being said, we're going to take a look at NXT Battlegrounds card here, uh, which is going to be taking place simultaneously um, <laughs> during Double or Nothing. So both of these shows are going to be taking place at the same time. So a double, a double wrestling pay-per-view premium live event, double feature Sunday night. Um, so let's take a look at the NXT Battleground card so far. So we've got announcement that Wesley will be defending his North American Championship versus Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy at Battleground in a triple threat match. It's going to be a banger. We're going to see Noam Dar defend his Heritage Cup uh, against Dragon Lee in a Heritage Cup match. So we'll see some British rules. Um, I will be intrigued to see what the British rules are in terms of WWE's aspect. So we are going to then see the culmination of the NXT Women's Championship Tournament Final. Going to see who the two final women are and who will become your new NXT Women's Champion. And we're also going to get Carmelo Hayes defending his NXT World Championship against Braun Breaker. So this match card so far, uh, I'm sure we're going to get another announcement of another match on this show. 
I don't see um, the NXT tag titles uh, being defended on this show, so I'm sure we'll end up seeing that at some point announced. Um, but overall, good card so far announced. And then taking a look so far here, finally, at uh, WWE Night of Champions. So far, we are going to see the Undisputed Tag Team Championship defended with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their titles against the Bloodlines, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa on a night that Roman Reigns will hit a thousand days as WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. We are also going to see Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar 2, and it's going to be billed as a fight. So we're going to see a hard-hitting one. I have no doubt Brock Lesnar is probably going to make Cody bleed in this match and get a win back from Backlash and go 1-1 into their third match, probably taking place at SummerSlam or Money in the Bank for that matter. We are going to now see the Intercontinental Champion, Imperium's Gunther, defend his title against number one contender, Mustafa Ali. We are also going to see the contract signing taking place this week on Raw. We are going to see Trish Stratus versus the man Becky Lynch. We are also going to see Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Superstars, Bianca Belair defend her title against Asuka. And I'm assuming we're going to see a couple other matches announced for this show before we are finished. We're also going to see the culmination of the new World Heavyweight Championship Tournament with a new champion being crowned and that match taking place between Seth freaking Rollins and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. But ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. And my last thoughts on this is, is go out there next weekend, enjoy an action-packed week of wrestling next week. We're going to see Monday Night Raw. We're going to see NXT Tuesday. We're going to see... AEW Wednesday, we're going to see uh, AEW Friday Night for Rampage, we're going to see Saturday Saturday morning for Night of Champions, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to see Sunday night, we're going to see AEW Double or Nothing, NXT Battleground taking place at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, so ladies and gentlemen, go out there next week, enjoy some wrestling, we've got wrestling on almost every night, if yes, we do every night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with Impact, Friday with Impact, uh, I believe it's uh, Rebellion or Resurgence, I'd have to look at it, but every night next week, ladies and gentlemen, for the Memorial Day weekend, we have wrestling on and good wrestling at that, so great time to be a wrestling fan, great time, absolutely, and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, as this episode comes to a close, I want to thank everyone for listening to all of the past episodes, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Mouthing Off with Mike, episode 7. And as it is planned right now, it looks like next week with all of those pay-per-view premium live events happening, we're going to have a couple special episodes. And I will be joined by your favorite uh, special guest co-host, Jordan, and potentially a new co-host for a little bit of a, what I like to call a triple threat conversation next week, covering all of the wrestling shows that we'll see. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode dropping Saturday morning. Stay tuned for a couple special episodes, maybe dropping a Sunday and Monday of next week. So there you go, guys. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to mouth off with me. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks. Mouthing off with Mike. Mouthing off with Mike. Mouthing off with Mike. Mouthing off with Mike.
with Mike.